Welcome to Opera Fix for the week of October 2nd, 2018. We normally release one of our full podcasts on this week, but our guest was sick, so we had to reschedule, and we will be releasing our October show in a couple weeks. But do not despair. We have a series of interviews to be released over the next few weeks from Philadelphia Opera's Festival O 2018. Chuck Sachs interviews Christian Van Horn, who sings Raimondo in Lucia di Lammermoor, stage director James Dara and Christopher Allen, music director and pianist for Nikita Pa, a reimagined Lavoie Humaine, Marietta Simpson, who sang Martha in Sky on Swings, and the powerhouse mezzo Stephanie Blythe. And we'll start with this interview of Marietta Simpson, who sang Martha in Lembit Beecher's Sky on Swings. Hello, Marietta. I was so moved by your performance and the whole production of Sky and Swings. How did you feel about um, how it's all come together? Uh, for me, this has been miraculous, how it's all come together. Um, I met Lembit in August uh, of 2017, and to watch uh, this piece come from sketches through uh, the score from our first workshop to now has it's been wondrous to be a part of it and to see it now on its feet. It's, it's just been a great experience, yeah. And, and this new work brings you back to Opera Philadelphia after your, your debut, <laughs> if you consider that, in 2016 with Cold Mountain. Yes. Um, are you happier now creating new roles or, or still doing traditional canon roles? Um, I think, I don't know if I would say happier, but I will say it's exciting to be able to create um, a role that's that's actually this story that has never been told that there's something really exhilarating there's first of all there's no other you, you can't be compared to anyone else and there's <laughs> joy in that <laughs> yes and it's like they keep making a point i mean it, it's a true point it's like these are two roles written for mature female singers exactly which Honestly, unless you're in music theater, right? You're, they're not writing them in opera. They per really se. are not. They're not. And like occasionally, yeah. like Ghost of Versailles has yes. some mature roles yes, in it. Yes, yes. And uh, but in terms of lead roles, no. I mean, you'll get the mother or something mm -hmm. like as as I've seen in a lot of the contemporary operas, right? Right. Um, or they're at least they're like in their thirties. Right, and that's considered mature <laughs> in today's society. So. so do you still have family here in Philly and, and I are do. they seeing this production? They're going to see the last performance, so I'm really excited about that. My my daughter and her husband will come. I told her perhaps to leave the grandchildren at home. <laughs> But uh, because they're a little young for this, and mm -hmm. there would be lots of questions during the performance that other patrons would not appreciate. So, <laughs> which is why I do young audience musicals because yeah. let them ask. Exactly, they're, they're, this would not be the piece for that. Are you just coming home to do this, or are you coming? Do you come to Philadelphia regularly now? I come to Philadelphia a fair amount of times because my I still mm -hmm. have siblings here, mm -hmm. and my daughter and my grandchildren are here. So yes, I come a fair amount of times. Indiana must be missing you right now, though. They are. I And believe it or not, I'm even though this is a fabulous experience, I miss my students there and my colleagues there. So as soon as this is done, I'm on a plane the next day, and I'll be back in Indiana. Yeah. And um, are you performing out there also still? Or, I mean... Every so often. My main commitment there is teaching. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there will be performances that come up 
uh, I'm releasing a, a CD project with a colleague out there. I and did see that. Yes, like... so I'm pretty excited about that. We'll, we'll have a big release in February. But um, it's teaching, it's service to the university, it's service to my students. And uh, so I'm, I, I love what I do out there, but to have an opportunity like this that came along was was really a gift. So I'm, I'm very happy about and that. And is that a studio CD or is it live? How is that? Uh, it was, we actually produced it in a studio um, and we'll then do live performances and of it. what is it? Our working title is Songs of My People and it is traditional spirituals done uh, with a slightly more modern uh, take but with uh, some traditional instruments but some kind of unusual and what we think are very interesting arrangements so and but all acoustic so when they brought this to you uh, were you on a board um, with sky swings were you on board immediately when they approached you to play the role of martha i mean alzheimer's is an interesting subject matter for an opera well it certainly is and uh, michael eberhardt uh, contacted me about this role and i was immediately interested in performing this because it the idea of someone who has lost their past but is still seeking to find a connection with someone else in the midst of this disease I thought was really intriguing and interesting. And how could you create that in music and how could you represent that uh, in art I thought was a very interesting premise. And then he put the icing on the cake and said, the other person we're considering for this <laughs> Is Flicka? Oh well, oh, well, who could ask for anything more? And uh, yeah, so I, I was sold from go. You know how people pass around internet stories and yes, um, there was a story about a violinist who was playing, and every time he he was playing so hard that a string would break and he'd keep playing, and another string would break and he'd keep playing. And the last he was playing with one string, and the moral of the story was. You know, he didn't stop playing. He played with the instrument that he had left. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's sometimes you can keep looking back at who you were as a, a musician 20 years ago or when you were in your prime. What I love about this and the ability of this role and, and these stories is that Lembit wrote for the voices that we have now. Mm -hmm. And we're able to tell, bring the experience of 25 years and 30 years mm -hmm. with us to perform these roles, but with the voices that we have today. And there's something really exciting about that. Right. So you, you started work with him about a year and a half yes. ago. Mm -hmm. And so how much input did you have regarding the vocal writing and the character development? Um, the character development was pretty much all in the libretto. Mm -hmm. uh, Hannah's incredible libretto. Um, in terms of the music, he... Listened to us sing when he came out to meet me a year and a half ago. I sang through five or six different pieces. And then he wrote sketches. Mm -hmm. And we sang through them. Where does this, how does this feel in your voice? And it was a really very honest and open exchange. And he would ask questions. Does this vowel feel good in this part of your voice? Where do you feel you can uh, project better? All, all those kinds of questions. And he really, really listened. And then he came back the next day with some sketches and some ideas. And from our times together, uh, three months later, the mm -hmm. first draft of the score was presented. And what I loved about working with him, I've worked with other composers 
in the past. What I loved about working with him in particular is that he was not writing for the voice in his head. He was mm -hmm. really writing for me. Mm -hmm. And everything that we had talked about, he really listened to and he really heard. So I appreciated that. Well, I, I, he's a real wonderful success story for the program they're building here. Mm -hmm. And because he hadn't written opera, he maybe written some songs, I know. Right. And I think the possibly the oratorio, and then I remember. Mm -hmm. But opera was something that was still not in his hands yet and they really he really they worked him through understanding everything that builds into creating an opera and working with voices right right and he i will say this is a crowning achievement <laughs> of, of he really listened he listened to everyone so there are a lot of unique vocalisms and text settings uh, were they a challenge to learn and perform because there's a lot of repetitiveness oh yes <laughs> Almost, I would be lying. Like, not <laughs> quite as repetitive as Philip Glass. No, but. no, not not in the same way as, as Philip Glass, but I would say very, very challenging. I told a friend of mine that it's really remarkable how difficult it is to remember text for someone who is losing their mind. <laughs> you know? Um, because it doesn't follow a natural pattern. Mm -hmm. um, and so trying to find one is sometimes was sometimes really 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 difficult but then once you of course as in all things once you memorize it it seems totally logical and then i don't know maybe then then, <laughs> then we should be scared <laughs> well it was it was thoroughly believable good and good. touching and now i know you talked about there was a workshop back in March. March and then in October. Oh, and so, so a second one. Yes. And in March, though, they had a, um, a specialist in Alzheimer's treatment come yes. and speak to you all yes. and do presentation. Mm -hmm. Did that help further shape your understanding of the character and, and how? Well, um, the doctor that came in to speak with us spoke about Alzheimer's in general. And what we kind of took away from that, uh, and it was fascinating to hear him talk about it, was that we were not going to be able to do a depiction of Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. um, there was no way that we could give an accurate description of that because most people who talk about Alzheimer's and who work with Alzheimer's patients say, if you've seen one case of it, mm -hmm. you've seen one case of it. Yes, that's... You know, and so we were going to have to do some... We were going to use the disease as a vehicle to tell a story about mm -hmm. two people. Uh, but it was definitely not going to be a, de a true depiction mm -hmm. of the disease. So we kind of reconciled ourselves to that. And it's a funny thing. Um, you know, you do research because you want to be accurate and all of that. Mm -hmm. So one day I came to rehearsal and I was fidgeting and fidgeting and fidgeting and fidgeting. And uh, Joanna, our director, said, okay... Uh, you're moving around quite a bit. What What's going on? What's going on? I said, well, I read this thing about repetitive behavior. And she's like, oh, boy, research. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's better to be, it's easier to pull you back from exactly. as opposed to shove you along right, the way. Right. So I'd rather that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, you know, so it's those sort of things. We you, you took the information in. It's good to know. So 
It's sort of like that Nathan Lane scene, uh, or Robin Williams in uh, The Birdcage, where he mm-hmm. tells the young man all, he gives him all these different choreographers, and then says, but you keep it all inside. So we gather all mm-hmm. this information, yes. and it's, it's really for you as the performer, the audience doesn't really get to know mm-hmm. everything that's traveling through your mind. But all of that was very informative. Uh, it helps to inform your mm-hmm. inner life so you don't get trapped into, what do I look right. like doing this, you know? And then, I mean, they didn't really, it's not really listed in the materials, but you have all these supernumeraries yes. behind. And where did they come Who are they? Right, right, right. So I like to think they're people that live in this facility, right. too. But I think she's intentionally left it ambiguous, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Whether they're in Martha's it, mind. Exactly. Or, or do they actually live here? Because that, that, there's that flexibility of the, the four ensemble, yes. lead ensemble members is like... Exactly. Are they real? Are they not? Then the daughter says, they live here with you. What? What? You know, so... Yes. Uh, yeah. I find that... And I will say this. Those supers that were there the first time they came into rehearsal and walked into that space and walked across the stage, for, I'm a crier, but I wept because the humanity that they brought... Just by being in the room and walking across the space and seeing their physicality, and they're all so different, and they're not theater people, you know, mm-hmm. um, it it added so much to the production for all of us. Yes, it's like, but I, I'm also sitting there going, who are these characters? Because right. they're not listed, right? And you're like, okay, fine, yeah, I got it, yeah, exactly. Um, so has the opera changed as it went from workshop to workshop, yes. and and. What was that? What can you give me well, an idea? Yes, the music has evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole uh, scene five, the looking for the matches, that scene grew. Yes. Uh, when it grew, I was horrified. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Uh, it was always, you know, I knew that it was going to be tricky, but I was like, oh my God, oh my God. There are things that are extended, oh no. Um, there are words that were changed. There were a slight. Um, Plot changes as a result of recommendations from mm-hmm. from the experts, which were were good. So uh, Winnie's part was was fleshed out more. Mm-hmm. So things definitely changed over the course of time. And they, what I loved about the process, watching the artistic team, um, we would sing through passages. They would discuss it. And it's very funny to be in the room because the room was very quiet. So we would sing through a passage. It'd be deathly quiet in the room. And the three of them would talk really in hushed tones. And we'd all just be sitting there and they'd go, oh, this is not about you all. And then they'd go back <laughs> and talk. Well, tell that to singers who just sang, you know, that this is not about you. Uh, it, was, it was a very interesting process. But things definitely changed over the course of time. Well, congratulations and good luck with the rest of this run. Thank you. And then with your recording. Thank you. And it's been a pleasure meeting you. A real pleasure to meet you, too. Thank Thanks you. so much. And that's all for Opera Fix this week. Thank you for listening.